Rock. 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 It's time. Rock. To jam, y'all. Rock. Freaks. Get up against the wall. Rock. And let's rock. Hey. Hey. Rock. Rock. Well, all right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is September 2nd, 2022. Hope everyone's doing good out there. Uh, It's a special Friday edition of Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast. Uh, Episode number 90. I can't believe I've produced so many of these... uh, these shows, but it's been a blast, and I hope to do many more of them. Uh, thanks again to everyone who's been supporting my work. And before we get rocking with some music, we'll talk about some of the latest news stories going on uh, that you'll find at themetalden.com as well as my personal site, randyrocketcody.com. We'll talk about some of the things I've got going on and what's coming up. Uh, first off, uh, I've got a big story that just uh, came out. <laughs> Excuse the pun, but uh, Tommy Lee's son, Brandon Lee, uh, Brandon Thomas Lee, not to be confused with the late martial arts action star, Brandon Lee, uh, he has uh, posted his Instagram, uh, apparently, a selfie of his own penis. And let me say this, that (laughs) this dude is packing. Uh, He makes Tommy Lee look like a little boy. So this is up at the MetalDen.com site. He's uh, pulled down the uh, the selfie exposing his genitalia uh, that was on Instagram that posted uh, 3.33 a.m. So if you didn't see it, you can see it now at the MetalDen.com and it's something to behold. I mean, this this kid is showing up his dad and in a real special way with this one. So hats off to you, Brandon. Okay, well, uh, on to the other stories you'll find at themelden.com. Right now, you'll uh, also find Anthrax has canceled European tour dates due to tour buses costing too much. Exhumed has uh, posted the new music video for The Cut Drained of Color. Suicidal Tendencies has booked three Halloween shows. Carnation has debuted Stench of Death live video. In this moment, we'll release Blood 1983 EP. Hatebreed has uh, issued new tour dates. So all sorts of new uh, news that you're going to find at themelden.com, including Neurosis' vocalist, guitarist Scott Kelly has retired amidst abusing his wife and kids. So really crazy stuff. You can check that out. As well, you can find the latest uh, album reviews at TheMetalDen.com. I've got one up for Society One's latest album. Uh, as well, you can check out uh, the latest uh, review for uh, Fear Factory's final studio album featuring Burton C. Bell. Society One's Black Level 6, by the way, is just... It's one of those albums where it really catches you off guard. I was not expecting this to be... <laughs> so good but it's definitely one of the top releases uh this year uh fear factory's aggression continuum was released last year 
but it's an extremely brilliant album. Really pleased with what I heard, so uh, definitely check out those album reviews at TheMetalDen.com. Uh, I will uh, be interviewed again coming up on September 7th on WQEE 99.1 FM Rock Radio with host Ryan O'Neill discussing my legendary theory about Brandon Lee and his uh, purported assassination on the movie set during the filming of the movie The Crow. So I'm going to go more into detail and give you more explanation of uh, how this happened, why I believe this happened. And it's, it's just going to be very revealing stuff. If you haven't read any of the past uh, multiple uh, long format dissertations I put out on uh, Brandon Lee, uh, you can check those out uh, beforehand. Uh, you know, there are uh, folks who are still asking questions about this, both my sites having subscriptions now. That's just the way that it's going to be. Um, you're given free uh, free uh, articles to start each month, three to be able to read, and then after that, you've got to pay a subscription of $9.99 uh, per month for each site. But that gets you unlimited access, and it's well worth it when you look at the fact that you're you're getting a whole lot of content every day, uh, all month long, for that uh, $9.99. Okay. So thanks again to everyone who's been supporting my work and subscribing. Uh, to uh, both sites and paying that subscription. I really appreciate it. Uh, I will do be doing part two of my interview with uh, Nora Finch with the uh, Rock Your Life with Nora Finch podcast. We'll be doing part two of my interview with her uh, coming up later uh, in this month. So stay tuned for that. You can check out part one uh, in the interview section on TheMetalDen.com. All right. Well, uh, before we get uh, rocking with some music, Really, again, I just want to say thank you out to everyone who's who's been spreading the, the word about my work, you know, on Twitter or Facebook, just, you know, getting get my post uh, shared all around. I really appreciate it. All right. So that's uh, something you, I know you don't have to do. You know, you've got a lot of, of articles and whatnot that you can you can share out there. And so when I see that people are sharing my my reports, my articles at the and Randy it's it's an awesome feeling because. There's a lot of different news outlets out there and uh, mostly mainstream corporate control. And so being an independent voice, it's, it's not easy to, uh, to always be heard. And especially with the fact that I do face censorship for my controversial posts. Of course, everyone uh, who follows me knows I was uh, uh, kicked off of uh, Twitter and YouTube. Um, I'm now back on, on both those uh, platforms with, with new accounts. But uh, yeah, my, both my... Uh, Old accounts on those platforms were shut down for no reason, no strikes given, and no reason given. They were just terminated. So it just tells you the world that we're in today, folks. It's it's, it's not all hunky-dory. I hope uh, some of you are starting to wake up finally and are seeing what's going on with this new world order and that we're definitely facing some very troubling times and uh, in these end of days. So definitely uh, you know, stay tuned for more news that will be coming out. Uh, it's going to you know, give you more of an understanding of, of what this is all about in terms of Agenda 2030. And I'll do my best to just continue re revealing everything as I, as I learn about it, okay? All right, let's get rocking with some music. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of drinking. And so so there was this, oh my gosh, let's see, there was this story, well, this is what happened. Um, there was one night that I and, and a girlfriend of mine from Camarillo, we went down because we were going to go out with Tommy and a friend of his, who I can't remember his name. He was probably like a bodyguard friend. And we went out. Um, I think we went to the Troubadour. And then we went to somebody's house. And I don't know what happened, but something crazy happened. And my girlfriend started acting like kind of weird. And then Tommy was upset. Tommy ended up punching a wall and like a brick wall. And um, it was really crazy. And um, my girlfriend took off and like we couldn't find her. So ended up that that Tommy and his friend, um, I, mean, I don't know, gosh, I don't remember if they brought me home. I must have had my car and I drove home. And they went back and started searching the streets for my friend. And I guess they found her. Yeah. And then they brought her home.
Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody.
God, he showed up. It's not like the Joan Rivers show. He actually showed up. He's here. I'm recording here because I started in Houston many years ago. At the, at the comedy workshop and dry cleaners. Where you can now tell jokes and get a shirt pressed while you wait. Well, it was. It was. It was nothing to be proud of. You know, it was like, you know. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's past, okay? Yeah, yeah, he's a big star now, but he used to, like, blow guys for a fucking living, so. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Can I suck you, please? Take down your pants. I want to blow your balls off. Give it to me. Let me see what you got down there. I've done the gay terminator. That's right, I'm gay cyborg. Pull off your pants. Dance for me, little man. Make your weenie hard for me now. Do it now. I want to blow you away. Open your ass. Open it. Oh my God, it's the gay cyborg. Oh, oh, oh! It's gay cyborg. Terminator's back. This time he's gay. Oh, shit! That's all right. Suck my cyborg cock. Suck it. Steel. It's made of steel. I come oil. I come oil. Oh, great. Great. I gotta blow a robot. Great. The gay cyborg. Okay, I did fuck up recently in show business. Let's get this out of the way, because I know you might be a little curious. I mean, I didn't think it was that big of a fucking deal. There's bigger news stories happening, you know. There's a guy in Milwaukee with heads in his icebox, but our top story is Sam Kennison missed the Joan Rivers show. This is like I'm the only guy that's fucked up in show business lately. There's a couple guys out there that have, I think have like outdone me a little bit. Like Rick fucking James, for starters, right? I missed the show. I missed the show. I didn't torture a woman with a fucking bass pipe. I'm not out on $500,000 bail, all right? I'm not Billy Preston who's going, eh, I didn't do that. I'm not Axel Rose who has a warrant out for his arrest in the state of Missouri for inciting a riot. $300,000 worth of damage, 60 people injured. I missed the show! These guys make me look like fucking Pat Sajak, all right? So I'm gonna thank them. I missed a show that has six fucking viewers, okay? I can write them all a letter and still, I can buy a box of stationery, write them a letter and still have like envelopes and shit, that's all. Dear star, sorry, dear fucking bedridden person. Come on, who watches the fucking Joan River show? People bedridden and housewives, yeah, that's my audience. That's my demographics, the bedridden. Oh, Sam Kirsten's on, alright. Who the fuck watches Joan Rivers? And I was in a show the other night, somebody yelled out, Fuck Joan Rivers! And I was like, going, well, I would. I know me, I know me! I'd like to say no. I'd like to say yeah, but no, I would, I'd do her. Come on, folks, you, you know, we've done, some of us have done worse, guys, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, I was at her house, we were alone, we were drunk, some stoli, the pictures of Edgar were face down, and you know, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm doing, I'm doing. I would mean to, I'd probably feel bad about it later, but you know, I, 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 I had to do Penny Marshall once, okay, I had to fuck with her. 
Not proud of it, not proud of it. It was before I had management. I didn't know what I was doing with my career. I did snort an L off her tit, though. I remember that. I, <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah, like this is going to be on the album. <laughs> Woman's up for best directing Oscar last year. I'm going to put out an album set. I snorted coke off her tit. I did. So just between me and you. See, you're getting all the inside stuff here. Oh, right now the engineer's going, what the fuck? He's not, he can't use any of this. I hope he's having fun. We can't use shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger sucks dick. Yeah, he's getting sued for that. If Tom Selleck sued. Tom Selleck was a little embarrassed about that, huh? He was on that absolutely queer poster. <laughs> and took it personally. The guy can't take a joke. I didn't even think he was gay until he was so upset. And then I went, wait a second. Why is he so upset? If he was like fucking totally straight, he'd, you know, he'd laugh it off. But no, he's like, hey, hey, hey! I never sucked a dick on Magnum P.I., goddammit! I never had a dick up my ass. Hey! He got all upset. <laughs> now everybody has that look, though. When you see Tom Sonny, you go, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. You know, he put that doubt there. If he just laughed it off, it would have been all right. I'm not the only guy that's messed up in show business lately. Come on. It's not like I'm Pee Wee Herman who has to live with his mistake the rest of his life. Here's a man that had a man. Here's a man with a children's show. Pee Wee's Clubhouse. Here's a man that parents all of America thought they could trust. We can trust him with our children. He'll be all right. It's Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Pee Wee they thought they knew. In real life, he was at an adult theater going, oh, Nurse Nancy, uh, yeah. Nurse Nancy, uh, yeah. yeah, make my peewee hard, will you? Uh, yeah. Nasty fucking little guy in a plant suit and a red bow tie. I think he should get the sternest punishment they can dish out. Execution. Execute peewee. Make an example out of him to other people that are involved in children's programming. Execution! Hang him, make him do that fucking big shoe dance on the end of a rope. Hang him! Hang him! Put the fucking big shoes on him and kick out the stool. Make an example out of his ass. Come on, there's been other people in children's programming. Look at Captain Kangaroo. This man had to be Captain Kangaroo for over 30 fucking years. No scandal, no controversy. Drank a lot. You would too. Fuck, man. I don't think the guy knew the show was going to go on 30 fucking years. God damn it, I'm Captain Kangaroo. I've been a fucking gig for the last two or three years, and I've spent my whole fucking life as Captain Kangaroo. He looked like a heavy fucking drinker, man. Just at home going, I was an actor, Jesus Christ, I was in the actor's studio, and I wanted to do the death of a salesman, I wanted to wave Willie. I got him, Captain Kangaroo! But he kept it together! He was just, you know, he's fucking discouraged all the time. Never saw him excited, he was like, good morning, boys and girls, all right. Hey, hey, let's take the walk of death and go over here and talk to the Mr. Grandfather clock, huh? All right. Yeah, all right, oh, look, oh, look, there's Mr. Bunny. How's it feel to have a hand up your ass, little fuck, huh? 
was very fucking depressed, but he never fucking snapped. He held it together. Mr. Green Jeans took his own fucking life. Couldn't handle it. Woke up with name with my God, I'm 63, and I'm Mr. Green Jeans! God, boom! And took his fucking life. He's dead. Green Jeans is dead. He couldn't sneak. He snapped. He snapped like a fucking rubber band. He lost it, man. He realized he was in career hell and went, oh, no! Kangaroo kept it together, but you know, Green Jeans was dead. It was like, you know, sorry, that's it. You're retired now. You can you can have a normal haircut. Remember that fucking haircut they used to make him wear? The guy was 50 and he looked like a mongoloid. He had that bowl on his head. That fucking cut, man, those lamb chops. He looked like an ass. He did. His wife probably gave him shit. I married a loser! Look at you! God, you told me you're an actor. You're Captain Kangaroo! People laugh at us when we go out. Can't help it, you fucking bitch. I'm under a contract! God damn it, I didn't know the show would last 30 years! CBS stands for cock-sucking bastard sons of bitches! I'm in hell! Oh, oh! Man, no, no, you never know! Who knows? He handled it, though. He didn't snap. No controversy. He wasn't in a fucking adult either going, I am Nurse Nancy, Nurse Nancy. No. He didn't do that. He loved the kids so much. Captain Kangaroo kept it together. He didn't fuck up. I didn't fuck up. People expect that from me. I'm not on a lunchbox. There are no Sammy dogs. That's right. I'm family entertainment on another level. My fans would have been disappointed if I would have showed up for the Joan Rivers show. That's right. My fans are going, yes! Mucho fiesta! Yeah, execution. That's the only step for Pee Wee.
many words in about an hour and a half, so I kind of know where he uh, was at, you know. So he, uh, he, he was definitely. I won't say he was high because I was on the phone, so I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't sitting face to face with him. Let's put let, it that let way. Me, let me say something about this. People want to question if somebody's high or not. You can either tell by their actions or not. People don't come in the room and just tie off and say, "Watch out, guys! I'm gonna shoot up right now, man! Now hold on for a minute." You know, I mean, you don't see it. It's a, it's a, sure. it's a secretive kind of thing that goes on, you right? Know? Man, he was drunk, dude. That ain't fucking booze, dude. You know, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Yeah. I so hear enough you. of that, man. Let's move on to what we're all That's about cool. and what we're here for, man. Not a problem. So, how do you guys approach the label then? Once, once, I'm, I'm assuming at some point you guys sit down and you say, you know what? Fuck him. Done. We're going to move on. We're going to do something He started taking pop shots at the label because his records didn't blow up big enough. And then that's when they figured out, well, he's going to come at us too. Right. Well, and we we gave him a badass product, you know. Sure. And uh, they took another look at it and they said, you know what? This fucking shit kicks ass. Yeah, we'll get behind you and blow it up. That's cool. They didn't give you guys any grief to, like, try and make, you know, some kind of another live record or another... You no, know, they they already did the greatest hits record. That, right. was, that was the That's what that was. <laughs> their their uh, final holding pattern was to put out the greatest hits record, and they did that uh, whether we wanted it or not. So me and Don decided to get behind it, do our best to make the packaging sure. uh, really worthwhile, and to make the the memory of Pantera to be a good one instead sure. of you know the tarnished one that a lot of people feel right now. Right. And well, once again, Phil or Rex didn't have anything to do right. with it at at all whatsoever and and even boast about it you know right exactly i don't get it yeah one more pantera question i swear i'll move sure. on no the lie with the with the greatest hits record were you guys at all happy that fucking hostile was not on the record here in the u.s man the greatest hits record for what we were doing should have been we asked for double discs right you know we wanted to do all the obscurities that you can't get and we wanted to do all the fucking fuck fucking uh fucking hostiles all the fucking uh badass out there shit you know i mean but they said look you got what is it 72 minutes rig 72 minutes and they go so look man let's just try to do a little bit of the best of both worlds fit some obscurities in there and squeeze it and crunch it and so you know i mean fuck how do you fit it all on there yeah no doubt we tried no doubt all right, moving to the real project. When does when does Damage Plan become more than you guys kicking it at the strip club, coming up with an idea and actually to rehearsing and putting the band together and putting it together? I think it became a, a for real thing from day one, the day Super Bowl Sunday, uh, when me and Dime decided that it was time to move on. You know, our focus and our energy has been on that ever since. And the ironic thing about this whole thing is that we found this out since we were out on this tour together is that uh, Super Bowl Sunday, which was, uh, I believe it was three years ago, with uh, New England and uh, the Rams. Or actually, it was two years ago. They were playing on uh, together against each other, and Bob came over to my house to do some tattoos, and we had everybody scattered all over the house, and uh, I got a tattoo from him that day, and uh, it was just a really cool day. And then Dime had spoken to Pat earlier in the day, and, and it was like, who, sh- who should we bet on, man? We don't know. Right. We're going to go with... New England, you know, or are we going to go with the Rams, you know? And the Rams were a 17-point favorite, and Pat's like, dude, go with the Pats, go with the Pats. So, ironically, we didn't know we were going to be in a band together at the time. Right. 
but it all came full circle and you know it was all happened on that same day that we communicated together and then six seven months down the road we're all in a band together that's you cool ended up going with the pats oh yeah 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 we, we won <laughs> a lot of cash? money that day <laughs> well, well, blew it all of the tip ball <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so um at some point you guys obviously ended up in in a studio you wrote some songs you um end up in the studio was it was it a different kind of process than it was you know previously and then and i can throw that out to you for sure pat as well you know you've all recorded before was it a different kind of process than you've done in the past absolutely i mean well it was a bunch of different kind of processes because uh the thing was kind of spread out. We didn't just up and say, okay, we're going to do this thing, and here we go. Like I, like me and Vinny been saying, man, it's through that waiting period trying to figure out, okay, what's going on here? What's going on? And then after we started seeing, that's when we started to write a little bit, and we just do it, you know, at a casual pace. And uh, when Pat came into the picture, we'd wrote about six songs, seven songs maybe, and um, he would take them and he'd go back to L.A. and, and work on them and send them back to us FedEx. And uh, so uh, that's how we did some of the stuff with Pat. Pat would just work on Pro Tools, okay. do, you know, blow, blow him his own self up, send us back, and then blow us away with it. And uh, some of the stuff was between uh, me and Vinny just getting in a jam room like we classically always have done. Uh, some of the stuff I would just lay down guitar riffs, and uh, I wouldn't even be around, and he would come in and just do his thing on drums to it, chop it up, move it around and whatnot, and uh it, just a bunch of different things, man. We really wanted to break some new ground. We didn't want to follow in the exact steps of Pantera. We're not trying to relive Pantera with two new cats. Right. That's not the case. We're wanting to move into not the new school, but updated version of our old school roots, you know? Right, exactly. And from what I've heard, I've heard the four tunes, the single and then the, the three song. Sounds like you definitely got some stuff that's a little more aggressive than 80% of the Pantera yeah. stuff. I mean, it's not heavier than Strength Beyond Strength, but it's, you know, a lot know. heavier. You the becoming have, and have you heard fuck you yet i have i've heard the four that are, that are out there yeah, man. I heard I heard fuck yeah you you're missing and it goes it goes dude it's wider it's way wide and that's what we wanted to do is do a wide spectrum on this rig that's cool feel free to leave it with me when you go you oh know, yeah I'll, absolutely, I'll be happy man. to listen <laughs> everybody gets one yeah very cool so you guys finished you guys recorded the record now obviously you got to go out there and you got to um do answer Pantera Phil, Phil Anselmo questions. With this record, I think you guys you guys probably for sure expected that. Do you expect that at some point during the run of this record that you'll get past that to where people are going to say, you know what, Damage Plan is Damage Plan. Damage Plan is not Vinny and Dime's next project. Feels like we're already getting past it, man. You know, it feels good to get this off our chest. Like I said, it's been uh, a long period of time that we had to sit back and just be quiet and bite our tongue and watch it all go down in front of us and you know we're we're out here to spread the damage plan word and to fill in the fans that have been so loyal to me and dime and the band pantera that followed us for so long what happened you know yeah it, you know the unfair ripoff thing about the whole deal of course is that we never got a straight up answer if the cat would have just said Vinny, dime it's been great knowing you we made some great fucking records uh but i'm done with it man i think i need to go deeper because i'm kind of feeling shallow right now or whatever he claims <laughs> uh and i'll see you at the bar for a beer sometime we just we just said man i we think that's fucked up but that's cool if that's how you feel right take it easy man and that would have been fine and we could have got on with our shit right then 
saying. But uh, the point is, is that the reason that we don't mind stepping up to the plate and having to lay it out there like we are is because the Pantera fans are pissed at like all four members because they can't get a straight answer from the Pantera camp. Right. And so here we are having to give the fucking answer because it was like a puzzle. We had to figure it out, too, you know? Sure. Absolutely. And, so. and two, another thing I'd like to say, I wish we could have started the interview with it like this, is just that uh, people want to know the answer, and when you give it to them, they don't like it. So they say you're talking shit. Right. That's bullshit. If you don't like the truth, don't ask the question. And we're here to answer the questions and put the fucking truth out there and move forward. So anybody thinks that we're talking shit about Phil or anything like that, look, we're very proud of everything we did as a band in the past. And we're, we're really disappointed that it ended the way it did. But you know what? It's time to move on to new, greener, bigger, harder, faster passages. And that, that's, that's where we're going, man. Sure. Does Damage Plan start off getting... I don't know how to put this. Does Damage Plan start off getting the respect basically because of what you guys earned with Pantera? Or do you guys feel like you're starting, you know, club to club again before you get to the bigger, you, you know what I'm saying? Does, Obviously, we sold 13 million records for a reason. And uh, I think, you know, our fans are going to follow what we do, man. You know, I mean, it's not Pantera, but we have a, a launching pad. You know, right. we, we have a really good track record behind us. And, uh once they hear the record, I think they're going to fucking fall in line, and especially when they see the band live, because uh, that's our goal, is to go out and kill night after night after night. No wallowing around the stage or fucking, you know, no lameness, man. We want to go kick ass, and that's our goal. And I think the, the piece of respect that will remain with us 100% from the Pantera days is uh, mine and Vinny's connection with the fans. Right. If you, look at, if you look at the track record of all the four guys in Pantera, you look at the two dudes that were always out there, always blowing up the fans, always lighting them up on black, this is the home videos and all the crazy shit. Dude, it was me and Vinny, man. Right. Uh, you know, Phil would never, ever go to uh, meet and greet. Uh, Rex would kind of pop in for a couple and like, oh, whatever, you know, he's out of there, you know. You know, we actually enjoy interacting with the fans and blowing it up. And uh, now we got four cats that are all on the same page, you know. And uh, you'll see we're a lot of fucking fun to hang with. And I know we can get some mileage out of some characters out there. Trust me. I know these guys are hungry. I know they want to kick some ass. And that makes it even that much better because uh, for a while there at the end, it felt like there was a few people that were driving the band and the other people were just showing up to work. And that's bullshit, man. Right. Exactly. What's the touring schedule looking like for the year? It's looking good, man. I wish I could give you all the dates, but uh, the first place anybody will be able to see Damage playing live, besides at our rehearsal studio back in Texas, is going to be Nagoya, Japan. Nice. On February 28th, and then Osaka, two days in uh, Tokyo, and then it looks like we're going to do a little stint to Australia, and then we'll start here in the States on March 12th. And I can't tell you who we're touring with yet, but uh, it looks like there's going to be a pretty damn good-sized tour in the works. And that's my cell phone. <laughs> Very cool. Um, what am I missing? Anybody? When's this going to air? Sunday. Sunday. Well, then it doesn't matter if we're on hosting Headbangers Ball Saturday night or not. <laughs> February 10th. February 10th. February 10th, the date of devastation. Damageplan.com and damageplan.net is our fan site. Very cool. That's it. All right. Let's get easy. My brothers. Uh, any station that anything? Yeah. Are we doing? Uh, <laughs> wait, do you need them for you? Yeah.
This is Vinny Paul from Damage Plan, and you're kicking ass right here on the Metal Show. 93 point, what the fuck was it? I'm getting dyslexic now. 92.3, what? Hey, this is Vinny Paul from Damage Plan, and you're kicking ass right here on the Metal Show on 92.3, the extreme, what was it?
world we know has suffered from the system we once knew. Our values were twisted and defiled by the machine, but resistance is growing stronger. We will fight for our future. Humanity depends on us. Do not let our enemy prevail. If you are listening to this, you are the resistance. Keep right away 